when I grew Even up in my Detroit, kids. I thought I was in a bubble. I really thought that I was in the bubble and all the rest of the world that good things happened to was on the outside and that was my life. I didn't... You were in a bad bubble, you're saying? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I felt like on TV, that's what happened to other people. That wow. would never. That was never my life. I was not born that way and you, to have a good life. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box. I want to get to like my favorite question. Who are you? Who am I? Yeah. yeah who are you? I'm a lover. I am I'm a an lover, not explorer, a, a traveler, an alchemist, a warrior. Is that the answer you was looking for? Yeah, no. It's whatever answer <laughs> you want to give, actually. The way you answer that question tells me a lot, too. The mm -hmm. fact that you answered it right away tells me a lot. Most people go, what do you mean by that? Mm -hmm. So, interesting. I do have a four-page bio, yeah. but... Um, well, tell us that side, I don't, too. I don't, tell us that side, too. That, Introduce that gets yourself. Some, that makes me... <laughs> Introduce yourself for the listeners that don't... Wow. Yeah, get to read the bio underneath the uh -huh. video. Yeah. Mimi Miller is my name, also known as That Surf Chick on Instagram and TikTok. So it's at That Surf Chick? That Surf Chick Mimi. That Surf Chick Mimi. Yes. But um, yeah, I'm a surfer now. I've had many lifetimes and journeys. For how long so, have you been a surfer? Eight years. Eight years. So I vlog about surfing, talk about the surf life. Everything is surf culture for me, um, particularly indigenous beach culture. Um, which I um, threw my first film festival last year about. and um, You submitted a like a film? I produced it. I created it. What was the film? Indigenous Beach Culture Film Festival. I created a whole festival. Oh, a whole festival? Yes. You were like, forget the movie. Let's just get, do a whole festival. Let's do a whole festival. Damn. Because I already, I already was doing video, and I noticed that um, particularly people of color and black people were underrepresented in the sport. And seven years ago, I can say eight, seven, eight years ago when I started, there wasn't, I, I didn't see people that looked like me on the beach. I, you know, in the, in the ocean. It was like one, maybe a week. Like I went every Thursday and I remember going every Thursday and I would see one black person. So it got to the point where I was collecting black people. I was collecting people of color, like let's surf together. Why aren't we here? And um, given how did you find surfing before we like? Just, how did I'm I find curious. surfing? Yeah. Well, like, did you not surf until eight I'm years ago. I'm from Detroit, so I there wasn't a lot of good surf no, in Detroit. There, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think I've ever been in the ocean in Detroit. I was um, at a swimming pool. So when was the first time you were in, at the beach? Um, what like surfing beach? Uh, here in California at Manhattan Beach. Eight years ago. Eight years ago, I started. First time. I started boogie boarding first, and the reason was I was scared of the ocean and i didn't want to be scared of the ocean wow so and you did it so, to conquer your fears kind yeah of. i didn't i wanted a relationship with the water because i always felt like the water was my natural element and can you just like expand on that i'm just curious okay. about like the psychology behind mm -hmm. your surfing connection like were you like always like drawn to the no. beach, but you couldn't get out the there? The beach, yes. Okay. I so just like, wanted to be in get... water. I just didn't want to be in California and be a, be afraid of the ocean. Got it. I never in a million years, if somebody had told me 30 years ago I was going to be a surfer, I'd have been like, you on crack. You done lost your damn mind. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so this wasn't like something you're like, ah, oh, there's something no, about been, the waves. No. I'd have been like, you know what? Your head going crazy. You, <laughs> right? didn't, lost, you didn't lost your mind. Me a Everything surfer, yeah, right. Everything is possible. Everything Anything is, is possible. possible. You never know how your life is going to 
to become. So I just wanted to be in the ocean. I just wanted a relationship with the water. I just wanted to know how to get in. I think the first time I ever got in the water, it was like a, a rip current day. And when I and I went in this far, the water was so strong, it knocked me down. And I said, oh, hell no, I'm not. Uh, no, somebody got to teach me how to be in this before I even try this again. So, right. <laughs> but I knew how to swim. I so taught you, myself how so to you, swim. You didn't do any. So tell me the process of you uh -huh. starting to surf. Like you went the first day, got knocked down. and No, I, I this is funny. Uh, um, I moved here 10 years ago. So when I first moved here, I used to go with a group of women to the beach. And we would all be dressed up in our Sunday vests and go on the beach every Sunday. Right. And they were all from California. Not in the water, just yeah, the beach. The beach. <laughs> Nobody ever got in the water. Right. So I'm looking around like, well, if they ain't getting in, I ain't getting in. Right. They, they from here. So one day I just decided to pray. And I was like, God, I really want to get this ocean life. And oh, so while I was there, right. This white guy comes up to me, blonde hair, blue eyes, and he starts hitting on me, asks me for a date. And I said, are you hitting on me? He said, yeah, I would love your phone number. And I said, oh, hell no. Uh, this is not Pamela Anderson. I'm Janet Jackson. And you, you ain't ready for all this. So, no. And all my friends started laughing. Well, fast forward now. Uh, my spirit said, get away from them. You know, separate yourself, be by yourself for a while so you can expand on this. So I started leaving them because I realized that we wasn't going to do nothing but sit on the sand. I'm riding my bike down the pathway one day and I'm asking God about I want a relationship with the ocean. While I'm riding my bike down Manhattan Beach, I see this guy coming across the bike path with these chisel abs and a towel on and a boogie board in his hand, a body board and some fins. And so as I'm going, he's looking at me because my hair is all over the place. And as I'm passing him, I said, oh, my God, I remember you a year ago. And he was like, do I got your phone number? And I was like, no, you don't have my phone number. And I started telling him, I was like, you hit on me. And I said, no. And so we got to talking. And I said, you know what? I said, you ride that boogie, that boogie board? And he said, it's a body board. And I said, I really want to learn how to get in the ocean because I'm scared. But, but I'm a good swimmer, but I don't know anything about the ocean. And I said, I'll go out on a date with you if you teach me how to be in the ocean. So that's how it started. And he ended up being an international champion bodyboarder of the year. So I was like. What's his name? Huh? Dan Mooney. Dan Mooney. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. So I was like. Um, so you told. So the next time. The second time you met him, you told him, look, now I'm Janet Jackson and Pamela Anderson. Yes. <laughs> so let's get in. Yes. And I was like, at first he was like, I'll, I'll help you get in the ocean. He said, but th this is what I'm going to do. Oh, well, we went out on a date and we were talking about it. He told me where to get a wetsuit. So I went the next day. I had got my income tax check, went the next day, got a wetsuit. I had it on. And I'm taking a picture like Kawabunga. And he called me and he was like, first of all, don't ever say Kawabunga again. Don't ever say that. This isn't <laughs> The Simpsons. Right. And I was like, oh. And he was like, you serious? And I said, yes. He said, okay, you know what? I'm going to put you in danger in the water. I'm going to put you in rip currents, undertow, backwash. I'm going to put you in the worst conditions ever. But you know what? I'm going to teach you how to survive and ride waves. I'll meet you at 6 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, oh, no, wait. Too fast. And, yeah, I was like, hold up. I'm a black woman. I got to thinking, I'm like, okay, God, I'm a black woman. I'm about to trust this white guy with blonde hair, blue eyes, blue-eyed devil. 
Am I really about to do that? <laughs> like, hell to the no, I'm not about to do In and the I, fucking ocean. The most yes. powerful, the most powerful, you know, force in the world. Wait a minute, it goes world. deeper than that. We, you know, black Americans, <laughs> African Americans have a transatlantic, you know, traumatic right. experience with coming here. Right. So that whole thing go, is in our DNA. Wow. So with you think that, that's the reason? Well, I know it's the yeah. reason. That's yes, Damn. we carry we carry our ancestors with us. Damn. We are a combination of our ancestors. So that transatlantic trauma is still in a lot of our DNA. Why you think like racism? Racism is in a lot of people's DNA too. You know, unless you're doing the inner work, the healing work, you know, Akashic records really getting down to that healing. You are carrying in, that. I don't know if it's in our DNA. I think it's taught very young. I think, it, I think no, it's, it's in our DNA. Like if it's been in your family, generation, uh -huh. generation, and when the kids are around and all they hear is how the parents talk. That's true. But I think it's I can taught. I, I can agree taught. with that too. But um, I, I would say that before I did my genealogy, right, and I was doing healing work within myself, um, and I just did my, my genealogy last year and I went with a non-American company cause I didn't want the American BS. And I went and I had a thorough one done where they could tell me even things that was, if, if anything was wrong with my health or not. And from the color of my eyes and everything, and even found out I had a fat gene, you know? And it, when I did that test, I realized that everything that I loved that, where I traveled to, where I had a connection to, was a part of my genealogy. Sure. I do believe that is taught, but I also believe that there's some ancestry there that, that you know, I mean, I know that's hard. That's hard to deal with. But, but, but that's I, hard to deal with. Just, I know, I think but it's, it's an true. important point. It's hard to deal with. I know. It's okay. Let me hold your hand. It's hard to deal with. It's hard. I, don't think, I know it's I don't hard think to it's deal good. with. No, I know no. it's hard to deal with. Let me tell no, you but, why. No, I, 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 we can go to battle on this one. Okay, let's. If do you it. really want to go to battle, because I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm ignorant about it. I just don't think there's a. I don't think you ignorant. I think it's kind of just uncomfortable. No, 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 no. I, it's not because it's I'm uncomfortable. I think you're maybe projecting that on me, really, because I'm only talking about the logic here. <laughs> uh huh. I am open. I am uneducated on this subject. Uh huh. So I have no like skin in this game. Uh -huh. I look at things very logically. I just don't. I think it's. If it's not true, it's not a good mm -hmm. concept because it makes it seem like it gives people an excuse to be racist almost. True. Because I think it's taught. I think you can have a fat gene. I think you could have a gene that makes you predisposed to diabetes, mm -hmm. things like that. I don't think it's a gene that makes you racist. You might have a gene that makes you stubborn or okay, something. Okay, I, I can I can see yeah. it from that perspective. But if let's say you're a stubborn mm -hmm. gene person and you're dude. Kids absorb from a very young age. Yeah. My kids, if I would have, from a very young age, mm -hmm. I made sure I didn't have that upbringing because my parents come from the old country. So uh -huh. I know what could be taught. Yeah. I had to relearn a lot of shit. You know what I mean? What's old country? Soviet Union. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? We came, in 90s, we came from the Soviet Union, like the Iron Curtain. I thought you. <laughs> and we're Jewish. So uh -huh. we were, it was, a, it's a very anti-Semitic country. Mm -hmm. They would put something on your ID that said you're Jewish and you wouldn't be able to get a job. Yeah. So like we were high, persecuted, went through World War II, families were buried alive. Yeah. Like, my family was buried alive. A lot of my, my grandma's family. So mm -hmm. I know what that is, but I don't, I don't, I've learned to like let that go because mm -hmm. I understand it's like the human condition. Like yeah. people are taught hatred. People are taught uh -huh. something. And 
that's part of the reason I'm doing the podcast. So you don't feel like you've had any any healing work from that from that. I have ancestry? in changing my the stories I tell myself because whatever somebody might have done to my family back then, mm -hmm. at some point in their life, they were taught that by their parents mm -hmm. or by society that, and we're very easily programmed. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm not giving them an excuse, but I'm saying, I know that, you know, we could, we buy shit that we don't want because they know how to make us go buy it. Like, so mm -hmm. when the shit, you know, when things aren't good and people are telling you something your whole life, you're going to start believing it. But I believe we can put out information that helps people relearn. So I think it's important to talk about it and to hear your perspective. I'm, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying that's how I see that. Because I've also seen how people have relearned it when they open their mind and take their fingers out of their ears. Because when you really think about racism, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It really is. Like do We don't treat dogs differently because of their size, shape, fur color, any of that. And yet, why do we think it's okay to treat humans like that, especially mm -hmm. when you know the history that we probably came from Pangea and just spread out. So What's really, Pangea? like when we were one continent, oh, you know, mm -hmm. whether that's true or not, I do think we probably come from like one single source. Probably. Well, they say Africa. Yeah, Africa. That's that seems like the right answer to me. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't know because I wasn't there, but yeah, <laughs> that seems logical that we spread and then over the thousands of years, people, you know, that were lighter, maybe blended in with the snow a little better and survived. Yeah. So the white motherfuckers survived there. And then the people that were shorter and stockier survived over there. We're all the same. Agreed. We all come yeah. from the same, you know, we're all the same inside. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, And we're culturally different, which taught, I think though. is beautiful. It's beautiful. I, I, want, I, don't, right. I don't want anyone to not see color. I right. want to, I like a colorful world. Right. Embrace you know, the rainbow. I like to look in my closet and see different, colors right i don't want to i don't want a black and white world i don't want a gray world i 100%. like cultural diversity i like yeah why withhold the world. beauty that every culture adds travel imagine travel if there wasn't culture what would be the point it's the I same know. shit there same shit there this is why i don't ever stay at a tourist resort wherever the tourists go i go the other way Absolutely. I ask, where's all the tourists? Okay, I'm going that way. Right. You want to see the real culture. <laughs> yeah, understand yeah I want to go and support local. I want to go see what's really going on. I don't want someone to feed me that experience. So so go back to surfing. Uh -huh. So he started teaching you and then... Yeah, so he started teaching me now. and um, we were... Boogie boarding, body boarding with fans on in the lineup. and he So you, show, you showed up to that day that you were like, am I really getting in the water? How was that day? That day was traumatizing for me. He told me six. I didn't show up till 830 because I was in a house like I had the runs. I I mean, literally, before I left the house, all the shit was gone. All of my shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, you cleansed. I, I cleansed. That I was, was the like, day of cleansing. I was so nervous. And I was and I was I was thinking, God, is this real? Am I supposed to go out here with this white man to the right. ocean? So you in know your, in your book, that mm -hmm. chapter is gonna be called The Day of Cleansing. Yes. <laughs> yes. You showed up right. to that beach. Completely open. Uh, open, like, empty. Ocean, take me. Empty, yeah. Do with me what you will. And the only reason I went was because of the way we met. Because I prayed that day. Mm. Because we were on the bike path. 
So I'm thinking bike path. I met him a year in advance. I wasn't ready. The women, we were sitting at the beach. Wasn't any, nothing happened. I replayed that in my, in my brain like a million wow. times before I went out that door. And that was the you reason that, that I trusted that. That could have not worked yeah. out so well. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, I trusted that. You know, but it, hey, it worked. Yeah. You had a gut feeling though, I think. Yeah. Down too. Like from this person, you mm -hmm. know. Did you know by at this point that he was this famous international body surfer? No, no. Oh, okay. I mean, I met him on that bike path. So when did, and we talked okay, so and we I, went to dinner. We went to a Thai vegan. We were both, you know, both vegan. We went to my favorite vegan restaurant and had vegan food. And so we got to talk for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of trust vegans a little bit more. <laughs> okay, let me ask you a question. Are do you believe humans are omnivores or 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 I believe we're all herbivores? different. I believe we're all different come you know what region we come from and it works honestly it works for my body. When I was yeah. in my um 20s, my body was breaking down. I had cervical cancer, I had fibrocystic breast, I was 285 pounds, a 44 double D, I had bad skin, I had a lot of health problems. I had bad periods where I couldn't get out of bed and all kind of stuff. And, what, what, and a Japanese doctor told me the meat was killing me, get off the meat. And once I started um, getting off the meat, you know, when you're on a pass, people will start coming into your life. So I started meeting you know, herbalists, colon hydrotherapists, just different people that helped me on my journey. So I went through the processed food stage. I went through every stage you can possibly think of to get here. And now in my 50s, I'm surfing. I'm hanging with mostly 20-year-olds. I have a lot of energy. Like, you can't, you know, my energy, my energy is what, like up here. It's like way, really, I'm above. I'm yeah. a, I'm, my energy is so high, you know, I like the feeling. How old are you if you don't 51. mind 51. 51. Yes. Three, I wouldn't have asked, but Three children and five second generation children. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I call them second generation because I don't you say that G hope. word. And I'm right there. Uh -huh. I'm at that. I'm 47, yeah. almost 48. You look so young. I'm right there. Thank you. Yeah. But the energy level I have now versus in even in my late 20s, because mm -hmm. I was working yes. a desk job and I gained a lot of weight. And wasn't doing wow. what I love. Yeah. It's, you know, doing what you love. Yes. Being in an environment that you thrive in. Man, that's worth any amount of money. As long it as you is. can survive. Like. Yes. Yeah. And I wanted to be healthy because I, for me, meat just made me lethargic. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't fo focus. Cheese made me like, it was kryptonite. Right. If I ate any kind of dairy, I was out for the day. I just couldn't even live. My, I couldn't even sense. think. It like my makes brain. sense because we're not made to really eat yeah. dairy, right? Like that's yes. for a suckling child, right? Yes. To eat milk, and then you're supposed to be off of it. Same with meat. We're not probably meant to eat so much meat, right? We that's don't have those problem. lifestyles. I eat a lot less. Meat. We don't have those lifestyles right. of what they had. Yeah, we got cars. We ain't we ain't walking fifty miles a day. Yeah, when you were a cave, when we were a caveman, <laughs> we'd have like one good kill a week. Mm -hmm. Have a piece of meat, get some protein, and the rest you're foraging, right? Right. You're eating plants, you're eating berries, antioxidants. Yeah. You're not eating chips. You're not eating. You're not drinking. And sodas. the food is so processed. Look, I'm not even skinny yet. I don't even eat meat, and I'm not a size two yet. I'm not a size two. Okay, so get back to the surfing because I still want to understand like mm -hmm. this, how this became like part of your life, and you know your mission and what your mission is and. All of that. So we were bodyboarding one day in the water. And as we were, as we were going in or no, we were going in the water 
And then two black guys with surfboards were coming out of the water. I never saw black people surf in my life. 30, 40 years, I, I started in my 40s, my mid 40s. Never seen not one black person till then had ever surfed. So when I saw them, I was like, what? Black people surf? Oh my God. So I took a picture with them, put it on my Facebook. Um, one of my church friends, one of my spiritual center friends um, um, said, hey, there's a black surfers group. I'm going to add you to the group. Wow. She added me to the group and they were having a meetup that Sunday. So I went and saw all these black people with surfboards. They were giving free surf lessons. And I was like, what? So I took my first um, free surf lesson and I haven't been out the ocean since. And I went to the ocean four to five days a week um, by myself. So I took, I took um, some, some surfing instruction for like two months up in Seal Beach. But yeah. it's hard to teach a thick woman how to surf because most guys be like, you know, you do this, you get in the ocean and you do this and you pop up and bam, there it is. So right. I had to learn. You, need to you needed to adjust. To yeah, I'm like, I got boobs, hips, but you know, how how do I get this up? Plus my hair, like what what's going on? So is there a different technique? Yes, it is. Tell us about the technique. Well, it's hard to explain the technique. Because I've but... only surfed a couple times mm -hmm. in my life and I, yeah. loved, I love the analogy of surfing to life. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I feel like I'm, I've become a very skillful life surfer. Mm -hmm. You know, life is kind of like that's the ocean. right. Like opportunities, and coming. we you should be. be. To, yeah, catch the wave. Yes. Don't sit back and just let the waves keep going by. That's right. And you're gonna have to crash a few times before you learn how to surf. Like, uh -huh. great analogies, man. But yes, I love, I love to get that. in the water too. Like, mm -hmm. actually get in the water more because it's so peaceful. It is. And you're out there. You're meditating. Depends Nobody on what beach you, you go to. Every beach is not made the same. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's the technique difference, and what beach should we go to? Um, well, I, you know what? I've start. actually taught probably about a hundred people by now how to surf. It, it's something that you have to show, show people to do. Okay. But I, I think my pop-ups are a little different where, you know, um, I'm, we're relying more on our legs than our upper body because most upper women don't have the upper body strength because we carry all our weight in our hips. So you get your feet under you first? Yeah, you do yeah. You're getting your feet between first and relying on mostly your feet to- One foot up, one knee or, or two yes, feet? Yes, one, one, one knee up. And then just like yeah. using that power leg. So you gotta really yes. get your legs strong. Yeah, because I've not ever had upper body strength. I, I wasn't athletic my whole life. You know, I never got picked for a team, but I've always been active. <laughs> So. You're such an inspiration, by the way, to like... Thank you. I'm sure to people in general, and especially women, and especially, you know, African-American women that wouldn't maybe, maybe secretly always want to try. And yeah. maybe are even like, why do I have that limitation on this A lot on of women, game? yes. You don't get to enjoy something that looks so much fun because it's True. so intimidating. And me starting in my... Wave. In my mid 40s yeah after children 45 that's what i'm saying after children so there's no damn excuse is what i'm saying for like mm -hmm. me not to do it and and uh, the game is ticking yeah. away i'm just saying for me or anyone to do it if you're caught yeah because the ocean is a if you it know people me. All right, yeah like pe that. people people come out there and they want to do they see they like i want her personality i want to do it i want to go out there and then that wave hit your ass <laughs> and they're like oh shit yeah. uh, maybe not Right. So you it's rarely see a lot of women that surf all year round, because I surf year round, that's in that water. You have to be really caught. It's like a ministry. 
So it has to be a part of your element, a part right. of something you want. But it's a very cleansing, healing place. Right. And you know where time stops and it forces you to be present. Right. Like a lot of us, especially if you're like an overachiever or something like that, it forces you to be present. You cannot think about the past, the future, nothing. And, and that's that it. one place that you just got to be present with, which you have no choice. It forces you to do that. And I needed that in my life so that I could, you know, be, be more balanced, you know. And it's cleansing, too. You get the world off of you. You don't remember shit. You don't remember nothing. Nobody said you know, people cuss you out. It, does, it doesn't fucking matter here because the ocean will always humble you. You think you are that until you get in that ocean and you're out there on some crazy day and, and you almost drown. You know, you're underwater for three minutes and then you, and you have to stay calm. <laughs> or you see that shark. You know, you realize that, you know, that life is um, precious. Puts life is a gift. Yeah. And you and, and it just teaches you a whole different things, but it's a calling. Yeah, it's a calling. Yeah, it's a calling. So it's to a that ministry. Point, exactly. <laughs> and I wanna say that like it's all about being in the moment. Mm -hmm. If you want fulfillment, yeah. The only way to get that is by doing what you love. That's yes. what you gotta find out who you are first. Purpose is everything. Okay. Purpose driven for life. For me, for me, that's this. Mm -hmm. Like I I would love to do this every day. Yeah. I could do it every day. It energizes me because I'm in the moment. It forces right. me to be in the moment. I got to take, put my phone, I got to turn it off or give it to someone else. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I can't be distracted. No one can bother me right now. It's just me and the person I'm I talking to. I can see to. that. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It's just me and you. Even though there's and people around. And you got around, the outside going already. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. And it could be anywhere for me. Uh -huh. Go anywhere, interview some. I love interviewing people. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, but find your ministry. That's my ministry. That's how I, and then figure out a way to make it like your, make it monetary. That's for right. You too, so you can survive and do what you do best. I've been self-employed 30 years. I only do what I love. Yeah. What's, you, what, how, what do you do? What's your surf. business? <laughs> What's the business though? You said 30 years you've been uh -huh. self-employed. Uh, well, I started off being a hairstylist, raising three kids because yeah. having three kids, I kept getting fired from jobs. But you that know? wasn't your passion hairstyling? Or no, I actually, it, actually, I don't know if it was my passion. I didn't think I could make money from it. Um, so I was like doing people's hair on my block, braiding hair on the porch since I was nine years old. I grew up in a very rough neighborhood where you had to fight. And so I fought a lot, but you know, I, I wanted a different relationship with people. Like so, fist fight, fight? Yeah, fight, fight. Yeah, like too. fight, fight. Tell me about that. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, if, you, if people stuff. think you cute, right. they're going to come after you. Right. And you better, and I got my ass kicked one time in third grade. And the only reason I, and I never forgot that to this day. I, I think I still, I got to heal from that. <laughs> got some resentment for Jacqueline Smith, whatever her <laughs> name was. But um, you know what? I grew up in a in a in an abusive, hurt family too, with drug addict, alcoholics. I saw it all in my neighborhood. You get to choose how you want to live that life and what you I don't I, I've not ever hurt people. I don't do mean things to people. I don't live my life like that. So just because you see it don't mean you gotta be it. It gotta be something in you that wants to wanna be different. I know? love that. But I'm I'm only saying the other side for people that are doing it or for people that, that have been done to, to yeah. empathize. And don't waste too much energy on that person. Just know they're hurt. Mm. Don't take it personally that they try to fuck with you. 
like solve the situation, defend yourself, walk away, whatever you need to do, but don't carry it with you. Right. Because if someone fucked you up, they're fucked up. Trust true. me. You don't need to go figure it out or even help them if you if you can't. That's true. That's not your job. Just know, don't mm -hmm. take their hurt for you. And yes. to your point, don't use it as an excuse either. You it's know, your game, Mimi. That's the key. You have to play like a one-player game because ain't nobody really there for you, guaranteed. So you got to take control of your life and not let other people control it either. Yes. And teach people how to treat you. Right. Yeah. Exactly, man. No, seriously, the boundaries are the key. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it is your responsibility. Because like... That's right. I was talking to someone this morning and I reminded that person, we won't say who, that... It's your responsibility, dude. I get all the things that that person did. You got to set the boundary and go, no mas. That's right. And if you're not saying no mas, mm -hmm. you can complain to me if you want, but I'm going to tell you like, okay, okay, that's great that you let it out. Now, what are you going to do? Because you're allowing it. Are you handcuffed to the bed? Well, we have to realize too, some people are addicted to pain. True. We gotta or they're afraid of, of change. Pain. Yes. Whatever's change, out there is scarier. to pain. Well, it's all types that make up the world. Exactly. So we have to know our tribe. You know, like I'm addicted to pleasure. You but, can't get me with pain. True. If you try to put, push me to pain, you don't exist in my life anymore. But I'm a pleasure person. You know, I, I like pleasure. Right. But the right kind, not all kind of pleasure. Sure. It's levels <laughs> to that. Exactly. I don't want to say that. But the key is, again, <laughs> finding yourself. I've seen your Instagram. I don't know. That's right. You, you on a James, different level. Beware. I don't know. You Adult content warning. <laughs> <laughs> it does come back to first knowing yourself. Yes. Before you even join the tribe. Yes. This is very important because a lot of people go, oh, let me just join a tribe and they'll mm -hmm. fix it for me. No, they're not. Exactly. Because it might be the wrong damn you. tribe. <laughs> Figure out what you yes. want for yourself. Got to do the inner work. Yeah. Got to do the inner work. As long right. as you're growing every year, right. by the time every you day. get our age, it's going to get better. But we're always healing from stuff always. because the world is always trying to inundate us with stuff, people's fears projecting. And like you said, you know, people try to latch on. They be like, oh, this is who I want to be, but they ain't done the work yet. Right. So they're projecting all their shit. And, you know, I've gotten to the point where, you know, this year I am sensitive to people's shit. You know, I'm not here to heal the world. I did have a phase where I was... <laughs> More I, of a healer. I feel a song coming out of that. I'm not here <laughs> to heal the world. To heal the world. <laughs> so fuck all you people. <laughs> get your shit together. Get your shit together. It's yes. not my job. It's not my job. Oh, that's a hey. Get your shit together. together it's not my, my job. job. I, yes. Hey, I, I've been saying that. <laughs> it's not. And by the way, when I'm sitting on a pile of money, mm -hmm. I'm glad to come down and start like organizations and committees to help my people yes. climb the rope too but i can't have people hanging on my back when i right. i'm climbing the damn mountain too if you've done some growth work right. you just can't help everybody because they got to already know how to keep it going and pass it to the next right. generation so we all are responsible for, for our own inner work absolutely you know and then build from there and I, yes. I get that because at me being surfing in my 50s and especially at this age where women are going through menopause i'm at that special age where People have a lot of midlife crises, and I know you, you, you know too. Yeah. Being in his forties, people midnight, are crazy. I like to call people it midlife realizations. Yes, Mid, midlife evolvement. Yeah, and, and midlife awakening, like shit. Yes, this game is ticking down. Yes, I need to do what I like. So you know, in our age range, people are crazy. 
Yeah. They go through some hormonal hey, if stuff. If you can afford the Ferrari, go for it, baby. Yes. They it. go through some stuff. And so, you know, I meet women sometimes who, who, you know, they're like, help me. And I'm like, honey, if you ain't figured it out, by get get you a book. We got therapists now. We got we got Oprah. We got we got YouTube. <laughs> do your work. I'm not. I can't. I can't do that work for you. But you we can, can bond together right, and right together. But you mm -hmm. can inspire people through your story, through your openness, through your own like struggles. And I do. Sharing. And that's what you're doing. And I do. And I do. And I do. <laughs> Where I'm comfortable with doing. Right. You know, I'm not here to just share every damn thing in in, pri in private. If sure. I if I feel called to do it, yes, then I will. Right. But you know, some people just want to hear you all your shit. No, no, no. Yeah, I I like to inspire. <laughs> so know? my thing is like helping people figure out who they are through other people's stories. Yeah. So like, my questions often are leading toward how you figured out who you are. Seriously, uh -huh. like the journey, like. Coming up and, you know, tough times, fighting. Yes. I fought a lot too. So I'm not trying to wow. get like dirt on you. I, well, you got to tell me one of your fights. Why I was you fighting? I had hundreds of fights. In my Why? Life. Hundreds. I talk about this. So I'm okay. I talk about this on the show. So I don't want to like bore people. But okay. for your benefit, <laughs> I'll tell you again. No, I don't mind talking about it. You can ask me whatever you want. Even off ca on camera, off camera. You know, I was taught to have a chip on my shoulder. That's the bottom line. Mm -hmm. That's the, the, the short of it. Were you the bully or getting bullied? I was a, I was a bully stopper. Okay. But also, because of my attitude, somewhat of a bully. Because mm -hmm. I didn't, I just was too sensitive. What'd you say? And, and because I had the Jew thing, my dad was extremely sensitive to anti-Semitic remarks. He grew yes. up fighting in Russia because we were persecuted there. And our families were murdered, you know, by... Hitler's regime like again I don't right. harp I don't take that with me but that is his reality in his head he taught me he was a professional athlete hot-headed motherfucker badass godfather type motherfucker entrepreneur but hot-headed as fuck we got the same day. family members my dad yeah. <laughs> look we got the same 77 <laughs> he still fucking elbowed somebody at the airport the uh -huh. other year like bro like doubled them over security came he's like I don't know I don't know and he said, don't worry, I hit him in the stomach. Nobody know. <laughs> this guy, man. That's like, freaking hilarious. It's hilarious, but it's like, dude, he's the very intelligent, but mm -hmm. not the most emotionally intelligent. I mean, come on. Look at the world we the live world. in, though. He grew up in you know, crazy ass times. You fight or get your ass kicked. But the I, point is, we I were like raised. I like people like that. Yeah. You know, that doesn't mean that you're not a good person yeah, because you stand he's a up great, for yourself. He's the Let most me generous. tell you, California, this place called Hollywood. People will smile in your face and be doing the most shit behind the scenes. So right. a little bit of that still has to relate to this world, oh, too. Like oh, I, I, I ain't lose everything. I'm a good person. I don't claim to be that nice all the time. But I'm a good person. I would never cheat, steal, deceive anybody, manipulate. I don't do those things. However, don't you know, you, you don't start nothing, won't be nothing. You know, right. so I mean, like in the water, even in the water, I, I go in the water, I go to Malibu to surf sometimes and all oh, those white people will smile at your face and they will be smiling and snake your way. They will smile and cut you off, won't let you catch a wave and, and have that poker face, that smile on their face and, and they know will what make sure, yes, it's not territorial like, oh, as heck. 
So that's what I'm saying. I, I don't. I don't really. You know, I ain't mad at your dad at 70, 80 years old. I ain't mad at him. Hey, my dad is the most. A little nudge loyal, would be okay. Yeah, he's nudge. the most loyal, generous person ever. <laughs> little it nudge, with, like, like you said. Little, I just nudge oh, him yeah. in his stomach. Let him know I'm yeah. there. Oh, he. Oh yeah, he, he definitely. Let I, him know. I, I like your dad. Yeah, you guys would like your each daddy. Other. Sound your daddy sound cool. He's got stories. <laughs> I gotta get him on here, man. He actually listens, so he'll probably watch this, even though he's like, oh, he yeah. doesn't like me smoking. Like, I mean, am I aggro? In, am I aggro? Not at all. I'm not a aggressive. I right. don't I don't look for nothing. I meditate every day. I live a spiritual life. Right. But you know what? I mean, but people you, just, but we from people the see that. We're we from, from the, the streets. streets. No, we are. Yes. I am too, by the way. Like, yeah. And I don't even I, look like I'm from the streets. Right. Meaning... <laughs> I was jumped all like jumped many mm -hmm. times, like because I just played outside everywhere. Yeah. I was everywhere in the projects and bad neighborhoods. Like, yeah, there were no limits. My yes. parents didn't even know that I was getting myself. You know what shit. I find too? I find the most violent people never had any, never went through anything. I know they didn't, never went through anything. Right. They just wanted. They just create drama. Yeah, because they've never had to do anything. Right. I'm like. Go jump off a, off a cliff, bungee jump, right? Adventure. Go save the kids. Go save the um ch children who's trafficked in in Taiwan or something. Why is you over here bothering somebody smiling? What you mad at me for? Right. Go do something with some pedophiles. You right. know, go go kick their ass. Right. That, that's when you're gonna really show me that you're a tough guy or right. a tough chick. Let me see that, cause you over here you're gonna get stumped. <laughs> Well, so, but it, honestly, it's always it's the ones that never go through anything because uh, us that right. have, they didn't find We're themselves. much humbler, right? We much more balanced. We we have a we have a broad level of anger. You know how do you get to here? Right. Like it takes me a long time to get over here. Once I'm over there, though, <laughs> and appreciation. <laughs> yes. Like. There's an appreciation for life, I think. Yes. Because of all the shit that you see. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's why I like that's hearing right. people's stories because I it gives me more appreciation mm -hmm. when I hear their struggles and whatever they've been through. And yeah. it, it's that connectiveness that happens, but also gives you that that perspective, that appreciation for it does. what you have. Like, damn. When you when you've been in a bubble, you know, it's easy to that kinda, bubble. A you, lot of kids are in a bubble now. And it's becoming I, a problem. I grew up, when I grew Even up in Detroit, kids. I thought I was in a bubble. I really thought that I was in the bubble and all the rest of the world that good things happened to was on the outside. And that was my life. I didn't. You were in a bad bubble, you're saying? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I felt like on TV, that's what happened to other people. That, would wow. never, that was never my life. I was not born that way and you, to have a good life. So and you I thought really it was impossible. Fought, I thought it was a real bubble. This is I thought important. this was my life and that's it. Can you imagine how many people a lot? are feeling that way right now? A lot. <laughs> how many percentage of people, I have a percentage in my head mm -hmm. I'll share. What percentage of people have, let's say, emotionally unintelligent parents and environment and never really figure out who they are? 65% at least. I'm going to say 65. Yeah. My number, 80. Mm, yeah. Because I was also- I didn't want to go. I wanted to have some hope. 80, <laughs> we can change it though because yeah. now with internet and all these stories and right. podcasts like uh, people are starting to it's hard to change when you're a little older when you're down the path mm -hmm. that's why it's so inspirational that you can even do it after kids don't go oh well i'm i can't do it i can't yeah. surf now 
Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You do whatever the fuck you want. Really, you can do whatever you want. You don't want. have to, though. I'm not yes. saying everyone has to follow their like whimsical dreams. I'm saying mm -hmm. if you want to have a more fulfilled experience in this life yes. and in this country, we have that option. Other, a lot of other environments, you don't even have the choice. You're yeah. lucky to get some fucking bread on the table. Exactly. So that's a different thing. I'm not preaching to that group. Mm -hmm. That's a different advice I'd give them. Yes. There you got to learn to fight. Right. <laughs> here, go fucking try everything. Yes. Everything has money behind it here. Everything's a billion dollar industry. Exactly. You're just holding yourself back. And I'm just trying to make that 80% like the other way. If we can do 80-20 the other way, my we would be a much people better wouldn't society, flip me off a as much, much better People population. wouldn't say fuck you as much. People right. wouldn't kick their dogs as much. People wouldn't be violent because exactly. the violence comes from hating themselves mm -hmm. and figuring out how to make themselves feel better by putting someone else down, calling yeah. them names, doing something. You know, I understand when they call me a name now. That's why I don't. I got in a lot of fights, by the way, for the Jew thing. Mm -hmm. I'd be playing video games and because I just made it up in my head. That's what my dad said. I gotta be a man. If I'm if I'm a real man, I fucking stand up for my shit every time. Even if I'm scared out of my mind, mm. even if I'm about to get my ass beat, mm. we would get we got we got beaten by twenty bouncers one time because I had to fucking stand up with, my, with my friend that probably did something he shouldn't have done. But hey, you know, I'm there for you, brother. Let's get our asses, let's get wow. our heads kicked in real quick. So I can show you what a great friend I am. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like I had some, you I had are some rough. stories. Really rough. <laughs> really rough. Like, yeah. Life taught me that it, my experience here is much better. I, I've changed all my perspective on taking things personally. And if someone does say something about me, it's like, that's on them. Like, yeah. they, I, I would let somebody ruin my day at a drop of a hat. Yeah. Right? I talk about this, how... A lot of guys are like this and I know them. That's why I talk about it because you don't have to prove yourself. That's right. I thought I had to prove myself. If not, mm -hmm. I couldn't live with myself. I'd be depressed for three months if I backed down from a fight. The best way to prove yourself is to be happy. Yeah. I learned that a long time ago. Right. You know, All not, that to, pride not to let that up. energy have power. And the right. best way to, to take your control back is to live a healthy, healed life. That's very true. And to be happy. Mm -hmm. I make a lot of people bad just be, just by being happy. But <laughs> attaining like, happiness is... is, is it's revolutionary. Uh, right. But attaining <laughs> happiness is like, is elusive because yes. just saying it doesn't bring it. Yes. It's uh, kind of like Well, I kind of want to say joy journey. Then. Joy. Because happiness joy. can Having be a joyous attitude. fleeting. You're right. But joy. True. I wanted to say joy instead, actually. Yeah. yeah. But I think knowing yourself and continuously guiding yourself mm -hmm. toward your own truth whatever you yeah. really want to do like surfing yes you know what i mean so what do you like how has surfing become this like movement seems like it's like a movement and it can you tell is. me about it like what's um what's kind of the 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 why behind what you're doing just to um represent a culture of black and brown people that haven't necessarily be seen because I mean, of course we know as you know, it's a dominant white sport. 90% is white. Right. And in that, you know, I mean, I would say more than half of the culture is not used to seeing other people and they have an entitlement with seeing people out in the water. So that alone, just being in the water alone as a, you know, um, woman of color is, just a movement in itself. 
just right. to have representation out there. I see that. And and given that history of the transatlantic slave trade and really a lot of like historical things with water, you know, being coming to this country and not having the leisure access until the mid 70s to even be in a pool. Right. To even be at a country club to swim or even at the beach like in Venice Beach, you couldn't even, black folks couldn't even be on the sand until 1973, four. Really? Until 1973 and 1974. You kidding? You could be on a boardwalk, but you could not even be on the sand, not here. And the only beach where you could even get in the water was in Santa Monica at the Inkwell. And there was times when you could do that. So we got Don't almost- get caught. When the street lights come on, though, you can't be out outside at, at sundown. So, so it almost got sterilized out of the culture artificially. Mm-hmm. Well, this like, was like it's not like this was this was it. This was what America was up until the mid seventies. Because there's a stereotype, yeah, because of that. Yes, that black people don't Be- want to go to the beach, right? But that may have just been artificially. Well, kind of the first surfers were Polynesian and Melanesian, exactly. were people of color, right? And they had surfers out, out in Ghana and Peru. Damn. I mean, if you're a coastal person and you're you're a, you're a coastal person, you grew up in the water. You had to catch fish. So if you think about all the coastal places around the world, majority are black and brown people who don't need sunscreen, right? But this access, I mean, segregation, even though segregation was over in the 60s, it wasn't really over until like the mid-70s. Right. You it know? hasn't really been that long. Yeah. People... I'm seven. I, I was born in 70. This is right. 73. Right. It was 73. Se- I was born segregation, in 73. Right. Yeah. Segregation wasn't even over until six years before I was born. Right. So... No, it's it's... So you're talking about all that entitlement in the water. But it's still, yeah. Yeah, all that entitlement and they raise entitlement children. So you're sort of, I mean, you're kind of like. And then they see you and then they got a problem. And I'm from Detroit. Right. You a surfer? You talking to me? You a a surfer from a rich, I will beat your ass, white boy. I will beat your ass. Do not talk. Look the other way. You got to take. I have cleaned out the whole lineup. Like all y'all go that way. You're fucking surfers. You you live in these houses. You you don't even understand this kind. <laughs> you don't even right. understand. The so origins. that alone, you know, that alone is, I guess. So you're 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 kind of like you're restarting a a movement. I wouldn't say I'm restarting it because well, starting, there's people before me. Okay, there's right. there's there's a, a generation movement. before me. Fine, you're part of a movement, mm-hmm. right? That's kind of like showing what's possible yes. by doing. Yeah. And then it's going to rebalance the, yes. like the representation in yeah. surfing. Like, yeah. for example, Formula One racing. Now, surfing is very accessible, meaning, mm-hmm. I mean, you do have to have a board. Yeah. So there's a little bit of money that you need. Yeah, a lot of money. But like Formula One, <laughs> Formula One is it's expensive. Right. Somebody sponsor me, please. See, that's the thing. <laughs> right. Is, is how exp- is it an expensive? Oh hobby? my god! Yes, like right now in like my car, I have a nine hundred dollars surfboard, and my other one was five hundred. My wetsuit—you have to have a summer, winter, and spring wetsuit. They're three hundred, two fifty to three hundred a pop. You got to have wax every week. Would the wax is open? damn two dollars a, a pop. I mean, you got to have all these stuff. You got to pay for parking everywhere you go. You got to drive. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do a film festival to celebrate. Um, black and brown 
children, black and brown people, because, you know, there's a lot of negative images online. I mean, you know, up until like the 80s, there wasn't any, I mean, there was a lot of derogatory messaging about black people. I mean, and it's still there. I mean, if you think about, say, for instance, the opening of any Hollywood movie, let's say five years ago and or or episode, you see Hollywood, picture Hollywood. Who are you going to see first? You're going to see the white woman um, walking with her bags on Rodeo Drive looking hot. Then you see the hot rod guy with the Ferrari or Lamborghini and he's racing down the street and he's blind. And then pan over to the beach and you see the white girls with the blonde hair on the beach and they're having fun, big boobs. And then where they go, then you and then you keep going through the city, right? You going downtown, you see the low rider rides, you see the Latinos and the low rider, and then they pan to basketball black folks. And then you see the girls might be, you know, the girls might be um playing um jump rope, black girls. Yeah. But that's it. You know, you might see some um, dice shoot, some people shooting dice and you see black people doing that. Why are those stereotypes like we ain't in the water? This is California. Right. This is California. Black folks do yoga. We do. Everybody is integrated. We do all kind of stuff. Everybody does everything. But the images is so and being a hairstylist, I was a hairstylist in three states from Detroit to Las Vegas to here. Um I've met people from all over the world and the stereotypes that people tell me that they've saw. Oh, I thought every person, every black person was a rapper. Oh, I thought every black person lived like this or they were that way. And and we don't have open minds or we're, you know, a certain kind of way. But I mean, remember, California is a different world from the rest of the world. People outside of California have very limited views. Of course. Uh, you know, They're not as diverse. Yes. LA is very we diverse. We are a melting pot. You right. know, we and can go And by the way, to your point, we are easily <laughs> programmed. So I totally yes. understand the fact that if something is being shown over and over and over, mm-hmm. because they think that's what just works and that's what yes. gets the most viewers, that is what's going to be programmed into people's heads. So if you are a person of color, you're just automatically not... It's like a vision board. Yes. It's like they don't get to have that on their vision board because they don't, whereas white kids see all these examples yes. on their brain, on TV. Mm-hmm. It's the ultimate moving vision board. Wow, I could be that stockbroker. Absolutely. I could be that millionaire guy, right? Absolutely. And so, but I wanted to say this and ask you this. Are you feeling mm-hmm. the huge wave not to use that analogy, forming. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good right? analogy. <laughs> yes. Yes, forming I am. I know where you're going. <laughs> where diversity is fucking key. Yes. In every way. Branding. Yes, movies, absolutely. Films, movie parts, directors, film producers. You know, I'm in the film production mm-hmm. business. Hey, it's like. And hey, you know why? You know because of podcasts? Yes. Because of, because of. Social media, right? Because before then, yes. they they it's they controlled exposed. it. It's exposed. They're not controlling it. They're not controlling the it no more. The people it. have spoken. We're making content. We are, ma- and we're seeing. We're like, yeah. You hear? You, you hear? Oh my this, god! You do? Hey, you see a I guy didn't know from the was hood like me. Yes. with the neck tattoo that yes. blows up with the fucking cranberry juice, right? And, and brands are like, 
oh shit, yes. we need to hop on this fucking train. People want to see the They real. don't care about actors. And we we never cared about them. It's just we were force-fed force. that. You have three fucking major channels. And this is why we have micro-influencers and CBS and Fox and whatever show they put, you watch that shit. That's right. It don't matter. You ain't got no choice. Now. Yep. Now. We too create many our fucking own. choices, baby. You yes. better get with the times, right? Mm -hmm. The network's got to get with the times because they're like, hey, they're not going to do it. This is it. This is it. They they have to completely change what it's they're different. doing We're to social media. Now. We're all nobody who's watching now. TV unless who's watching TV unless we're doing this. Exactly. And then we have um low attention spans. Right. Yeah. Me. So what's next for you? What you gonna do next? Who you know what? Who knows? Who I'm always open to life. Maybe surfing has been amazing, out. passionate for the last eight years. Yeah. You know, like I said, the Indigenous Beach Culture Film Festival. Who knows what, what 60 will be like. I'm just going to keep growing, keep expanding, keep healing, keep loving. And I'm open to completely transforming and being a whole different person then too. So I don't know. That's, what, that's, that's the beauty of this life. We can right. literally be a... Yep. Totally transformed you make up and the rules. different. We get you to make, make up, up the rules. rules. You know, we to get to make you the rules. Do. If you don't agree mm -hmm. with that, that's just you deciding not to agree that's with That's right. That. Someone told you that that's not true. Because real, if you somebody would have told you know what? I got these You dolphins. decide what religion to follow. You decide. Yes. And by the way, you know how many religions are out there? Millions. Eight the, billion? Yes. <laughs> Every wow. single person got their that's own true. custom religion. Well, I believe in this, but don't eat that. But you know, this part I kind of like. And I thought, and I thought okay, I was gonna be like, like a devout you know, Christian when I was growing or whatever. up. Whatever, yes. you know what I'm saying? I like a little anal, so that part I kind of just ignore in the Bible or whatever the fuck right. it is. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like everyone comes up with their own custom religion. That's right. You're you're coming up with your own rules. Yes. You don't know you are, but you are. The mm -hmm. problem is most people's self-inflicted rules are other people's rules. It's what you've been taught. You're a bad person. You need to be a doctor. What's wrong with you? Yes. They don't understand you, and then you think you're bad. Yeah. But really, when you wake up truly and look at who you really are, what you really like, what did you like as a kid? That's a clue. Mm -hmm. You know, I always talked a lot. Yeah. I always would put, bring the neighborhood together to play these crazy ass neighborhood games mm. like bicycle polo with a basketball that sounds in the cool. traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like a good idea at the time. Until, uh -huh. you know, little Johnny flipped. Yeah. I'm not going to use real names. But uh, <laughs> the bottom line <laughs> is we were a little nuts. And I understand how someone out there that's listening to this is living the same reality. And it's that's reality the kind of people I like. See, that's the kind of people we can help. I know. I feel like I help fighters. Yeah. I feel like I help people right. who survive and, and let them know that you don't have to keep surviving. No, you right. can thrive. Like, and, is, and, it, is it benefiting your game? That's what you should ask yourself. If you're mm -hmm. making money fighting shit, but right. it didn't really benefit my game other than in the moment, I guess if you're in a tough neighborhood and you yeah. can let people know, so they leave you alone. Okay, that could, I, I'm just being real about it. I don't want to say, don't fight children. Because it depends on your fucking environment. If yeah. they're cornering you, you got to kick them in the balls. Whatever you got to do, bite, it, bite yeah. their shoulder if you got to defend yourself. Sorry. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, there usually is a way out. It is. You know? That's and, right. Yeah. And, and how you deal with those bullies out. too. Because, you know, like I could have avoided, now that I look back, a lot of those things because I was just very, I had a lot of rules. Mm -hmm. And now I look back, I'm like, I was a fucking crazy son of a bitch. No yeah. wonder they called me crazy Russian. 
You couldn't say bitch. You couldn't say motherfucker. You couldn't fart. If there was a girl around, I was taught like to be very chivalrous. Uh -huh. So if there was a girl around and you farted, that's a fight. <laughs> <laughs> Serious. Mm -hmm. So I got into a lot of a lot of shit like that. I it heard was, the Russian women are tough too. Oh my you know, God. I like Russian talk. Yeah. Women, Russian. They're Russian, straight. I, yeah. I, they don't they're smile. tough. Yeah. Unless it's a funny joke. I like them. But you know what? They, grew up, they have a set of standards I kind of like too. Russian women got some high level standards. Oh, you need to meet my wife, <laughs> like, Tanya. Yeah, I, I. We're yeah. Ukrainian, by the way, both of us. Wow, okay. Yeah, from, yeah you, you yeah, gotta meet her. I like Russian. She's a, she's a bad bitch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, she's the bad bitch. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. She's. Yeah, I like to sure. look because, cause, you know, U.S. be having some flimsy standards oh, I don't, sometimes. You in know US. what? I don't really fuck with nothing but bad bitches. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, I love strong women. Yeah. I think women are just as powerful as men. Mm -hmm. And got to lean into... That's a real man right there. You got to lean into... If you're a feminist, more feminine woman, lean into that. If you're a masculine woman, lean into that shit. Mm -hmm. Whatever combination you are, lean into it. That's your fucking power right there. That just hit me right now. Oh, that's a good... After Black 40s. female surfer from After Detroit 40s. starts at what? 45. 45 years old. Yes, 44, First 45. time yep. in the ocean. Mm -hmm. Learns to... like. And then eventually learns to surf and becomes a surfer. Yeah. And you identify yourself like career-wise, passion-wise as like a surfer. Yeah. Vlogger, vlog, videographer. I, yeah. I guess you can say documentarian. But it's, okay. A person who, I do, feel who like, documents. I feel like you're a, uh -huh. yeah, I got you. And you're more than one thing. But Hello. I feel like surfing right now, like you said, you could always change. You might be an award-winning author in five years and go, mm -hmm. I'm just writing all the time now. That would be great. I have two books, so that would be great. See? Okay, so mm -hmm. the point is right now, I feel like the surfing is your ministry. Hi. And the vlogging <laughs> is you just telling the story in, a, you know, in your own way. Like vlog The vlogging is just the medium for telling your story. I don't know if you're really a vlogger. Do you understand? Yeah. You're not a professional vlogger. You're... A surfer that vlogs. Hi, why are you story. barking at me? What I do? This is Kanoli. Hello. He doesn't like not being the center of attention. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, just ignore him. Well, Shush. hello there. Kanoli. Kanoli. Let's do this. I think we'll wrap, but I want to ask you like, is there anything else you want to say or talk about or ask me? And two part question, maybe three, maybe more. Mm -hmm. What is your best advice? to people trying to figure out who the hell they are. Oh, yeah. I like that best advice to um, figuring out Hit who me. the hell you are. Yeah. Doing the inner work. We have so many self-help books. Like choose be, one. Be specific mm -hmm. in your advice if you can. Like, is there mm -hmm. a book? Like, is there one book you'd recommend or one thing you'd say, here's the first step, go uh -huh. read that or go check out this person's Instagram or is there anything like, specific instead of just hey go read self-help books because some mm -hmm. self-help books could be bad for your health that's true well <laughs> i'll talk about one in particular that i like yeah and a lot of people probably know who exactly. this is and um it's because i read this book back in my 20s talk to me and it was awaken the giant within Ooh. how to take immediate control is that of tony your... robbins yes it is because i went to tony robbins four-day seminar Mm -hmm. I recommend it. I, yes, I did too. He actually invited me. He 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 um, DM'd Shop. me on Instagram. He Get actually did and paid for my trip. What the? And I hey, went to New to York. Hey, I went, I to, went New to New York. I went to that seminar a few yeah. years ago. But man, 
like 10,000 people right. at the same He's time. He's been doing this for so long. I like him. together. It's a party, yes. too. It's yeah. a vibe. I it's fire a tribal walk. dance. Did you firewalk? Firewalk. I firewalked. Yeah, all of that yeah. shit. I, don't, I, kind of I ain't down with that cold-ass room, though. He likes it cold in I his like seminars. I like to keep it chilly, so I'm like Like, I'm in. Caribbean blood. I, that wasn't... You like the, That the, was the no, only thing, tropical. yes. But um, Let's awaken do a tropical the, version. Yes. Awaken the Giant Within really changed my life when I was 24 years old because I had had three children at 22. I got divorced at 24. You got it out of the way quick, Yes. Girl. I became homeless and I was in a shelter. Whoa. Tell us about that. And um, I was in a shelter. Don't and it just was a, wait. You it was a just, bookstore. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> you can't just go, oh, and I was homeless. And what? Uh -huh. What do you mean you were homeless? I mean, I, no, well, no big deal? It was a, it was a crack era. Yeah. And my ex-husband was on drugs and... One one day you're married with children and having uh, two cars wow. in the garage and a home. And then the next time you look, is you're homeless. <laughs> you wow. know, you can't afford. I mean, I, my youngest was like four weeks old. So I was breastfeeding. I had a one and a two year old because they're all like back to back to yeah. back. Uh, one, a year and a half apart. So I really couldn't work. You know, I and had mine a year and a half apart too, all of them. So I understand the three yeah. kids. That third one, yes, kicks your ass. Am kicks, I right? Yeah, the third one. Yeah. Even when you got two parents, and and I'm just saying, man, yes. I put a lot of stress. Yeah, you got three. I got four now. Wow, I had another one. I didn't learn my lesson. <laughs> I, I started a new batch. Woo, that four is like I know because three. But the first three are fourteen and up, so mm -hmm. I did my work. What? That's I, good. I, I put a lot of work. That's and, and good. So they're yes. So awesome, and I, I think and they're not perfect, but Aww, they're yeah. responsible. They what get... kids are perfect? Ain't nobody. No. I be telling my kids, I'm like, you know, you wasn't perfect, right? Of course not. They be trying to That's tell me stuff about perfect. myself. I'm like, you wasn't perfect right. either. It's not about being. Do you perfect. remember when you stole that? Do you remember when you ran away? what? You it's, wasn't per now. You wasn't perfect now. It's not about being perfect. <laughs> it's not about being perfect. It's about being happy. You said That's it. That's right. No, I'm serious. Yes. My goal with my kids was always, okay, I need to get them ready because they're going to want to fly this nest. They're not my, it's not my life. It's their life. It's their life. Right. So I always mm -hmm. treated them like little adults. Even when they're babies, I'm like, that's a little adult right there. Yeah. They don't understand. So I have to be like, goo goo gaga. But I respect that that's mm -hmm. its own person. I'm yes. putting whatever they see me do. I'm trying to be calm. I'm trying to work on myself. Yes. Oh, I'm always working on myself because I know. I've improved every year with my kids and they've seen it because they mm -hmm. also see me go through the divorce Yes, and get my shit together. So they're like, dad, you were so fucked up before. Mine too. Yeah. You know, they're like you were a, my kids say they've been on the show. So, dad, remember you were like a fat, pasty white, like frumpy dude and depressed. Like you were like, not the way you are now. The energy. They remember they saw the mm -hmm. transformation, which is so. It was so beneficial for them. You don't have to be perfect. That's mm. what's great. I had to change every Smart. single pattern. Did you like learn everything? that from this? Because that's a self-help mm -hmm. teaching that I learned too. Like read, mm -hmm. recreating your habits. That might have been in the book. No, I or did you figure that you out? You know what? I, if I think what, what Tony Robbins does in his book is he makes you figure out your own shit. Yeah. He doesn't tell you what you, to do. If you have patterns, yeah. you might just be doing shit. I think that's what he said. He brought the awareness it. of patterns. Right. Because that's what that's why I like Awaken the Giant within that specific book. Because he does. Hi. Hi. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's very anxious. Oh, okay. <laughs> like he's a rescue. And, yeah. And oh, that's homeless. why he's nervous. That's why. Homeless and, and, yeah. and in a, they found him in a he's, junkyard. He's not sure about new people. He's like a feral. Yeah. Kind of, and he's very, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, very unsure. Oh, but he's, okay. He's a lover boy, man. Yeah, like, look, he wants to play. Cause he, yeah, he sniffed my leg, he's just but scared. he just yeah, yeah, just ignore him till he uh-huh. gets really comfortable, and then he'll probably, mm-hmm. maybe just put your hand down, let him sniff yeah, it. Yeah, but <laughs> cannoli, you wrapping this up, cannoli? Is that what you're trying to do? He wants to take a walk. Mimi, huh? me, this has been amazing. <laughs> I'm I'm like very curious and and excited to follow your journey mm-hmm. and f- see where. This Mimi wave goes. Uh, oh, wait. Get it. Get it. Get it. Oh, get it. That. Oh. oh, back. <laughs> Two waves simultaneous with the leg. <laughs> Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box.